Are you struggling to regain sustainability in your life and create a positive life stance? If so, listen in as courageous women share their empowering struggle of how they came through the trenches to restart and recreate a victorious life worth living. They took their power back, learn the secrets of how they did it, and you can too. Welcome to the Real Heart Talk podcast and 360 Network for Women. And here's your host, Pamela Duran. Welcome, Mary Uter, to the Real Heart Talk podcast. So excited you could join us today. She is a cardiac ICU nurse of 13 years in New York. She has her book out, Heart to Soul Cardiac Wellness, and that is how she started her accelerator program to help fight heart disease. Mary is a coach and she has multiple certifications. She cares about your health and she cares about your heart. So welcome, Mary, to the Real Heart Talk podcast. Uh, thank you so much, Pam. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, let's get right into it. Um, yeah, well, tell I'll us first, about yourself. First, yeah. yeah, first I'll tell you about me. <laughs> I was a, a cardiac ICU nurse in New York City for 13 years and I left... Um, bedside nursing because they saw that people were not getting better. They were given diagnosis and prescription. And that that kind of treatment might help in a in a pinch to get over a speed bump, but there's no plan to get people off medications long term. They're left on medications. I myself have a history in my family of both my parents dying of heart attacks. And so I started digging deep into seeing, well, what can I do? And I wasn't getting it from traditional medicine. So I started to look at holistic and homeopathic and other avenues and found so much. I flipped over tables and picked up rocks and found so much information. And I've added that into my program. And my clients are reversing diabetes and getting off medications. And of course, this is with doctor's approval because you don't want to just take yourself off and the doctor says, oh my gosh, did you know that this could cause this if you're not having it? So you do want to be mindful and make your doctor a partner in your care. But the goal is to work in synergy where Western medicine leaves off so that you're coming in and bringing other healing components. So eventually you don't have the need for medications because after all, your body is not deficient in beta blockers, GERD medications, insulin medications. It's not. And we can help to heal the body ourselves. That is so amazing. I love that you just took the initiative to really see more, to see that you were just really maintaining people. You weren't really helping them heal, you know, or really get past those uh, side effects of what they had and how to, as you said, heal their self, you know, they can. Yeah. I mean, what, what would happen conversely is you have side effects and then you add on more medications and then you become a pharma customer for life. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad for the doctors because they're trapped in this. They almost have a, a practice guideline or algorithm that if this diagnosis, then you prescribe that. And it's not, they're not trained in, Hey, what, how did this happen? Let's backstep this. We don't need this medication. Instead they can. So, you know, even plant-based nutrition, um, I remember talking to a doctor one time. He said, oh, I heard there's good research on that. And I'm thinking, 
fruits and vegetables. He could have to have research. They're just so trained that they have to see research. And um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not scientific minds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. So, um, but we wouldn't be here without the help of our doctors. So right. this is the, this is the other way of thinking about it. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it is a partnership. So, I mean, they can take you as far as they can go medically and science and then holistically, that's what they did, right? In the Bible days, they have the Daniel. I mean, you've heard about the Daniel fast. That's fruits and nuts, you know, and specific uh, herbs and oils that we eat. So there is a way you, they can work together and complement each other. Absolutely. Yeah. So why in your, so first of all, I want to say, so sorry to hear about your parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank so you. sorry about that. Uh, but why has heart disease remained the number one cause of death? Well, it is a big business. Always follow the money. So what I what I have, what I call. So it you're saying the doctors are killing people? <laughs> well, that's in the top 10 reasons for oh the top goodness. 10 causes of death is medical error. Yes. So it's not that they're directly trying to kill people, but due to medication error, surgical error, things like uh, um, a surgical sponge being left in the patient's abdomen, these kind of things, you know, all kinds of events happen. And um, so it has remained the number one cause of death. And this is despite all of our doctor appointments, our visits, our medications, our procedures, our tests, our operations, new technology it's still the number one cause of death. And one person dies every 36 seconds, one in four people die of heart disease. Shouldn't that be a national emergency, Pam? It sounds like it. Yeah. I would think yet, so. Yes. yes. Yet it's not. And mm. why not? Because it is, a, it is a tremendous moneymaker. In 2016 to 2017, over $350 billion was spent in the treatment of cardiac care heart disease. And when you look on sites like the American Heart Association, you really, as a patient that had a heart attack or, or open heart surgery, there's just nothing out there. There's nothing but lifestyle changes and this and that. But lifestyle changes aren't going to help you if you don't know what other things can help you. So for example, mouthwash. Mouthwash can work toward increasing your blood pressure. You're, well, I did you're, not know that. <laughs> you're eating greens, you're eating beets, you're eating the things that have nitrates in them, which you've heard of nitroglycerin, which is used to open the, the uh, and vasodilate the arteries in the heart yes. when, there's a, a, when there's chest pain or a heart attack. So when we eat certain leafy greens or beets, certain foods with nitrates in it, enzymes in our mouth convert those into nitrites and those are the vasodilating molecules and when we have mouthwash it kills those enzymes so in essence you're killing the opportunity for your body to heal itself and open its own vasculature so that's just one example like lifestyle changes but what else there's so many of those what else's cinnamon to bring down your glucose I can't yeah. imagine. I mean, you know, those are small things. I can't imagine how they work against you. It seems like they're for you, but you're, you're saying they're really working against us and that, you know, it's good to know. People just don't know. Do you include that in your program? 
it's in my program, not so much in my book. My program is 10x my book. My book is a primer. And then the the program is really, really dynamic. Yeah. So going back to talking about this being the number one disease, you're saying it is a moneymaker, but is our diet also being a factor into the heart disease being the number one cause? Our, our, our diet is, and this is the way it is. And we'll get to cholesterol, our friend cholesterol in a minute. Mm -hmm. So, um, our diet is filled with ultra processed foods, things like emulsifiers, stabilizers, gum, preservatives, uh, anti-caking agents, um, seed oils, seed oils are like battery acid in your bloodstream and in your, in your vasculature. Um, there's a book I'm reading right now called ultra processed people. Mm. And this gentleman is a, I think he's a professor in UK and he did a lot of research on the history of ultra processed foods. And we're eating all this stuff. That's not even food. It's a food product and it's made by and my, my cousin's daughter is one of these food scientists. She works in a chemistry lab in New Jersey, and that's where a lot of them are. And when you see something like watermelon flavored, watermelon flavoring or, or natural flavors, it's not the natural fruit. It's flavors constructed to taste like that. So we're not actually eating the actual organic fruit or vegetable. And we have these seed oils. Like I, I always say, I... I Go to I went to Trader Joe's and had dried cranberries and they were soaked in sunflower oil and it's like that is caustic to us. See anything uh, grapeseed oil, um, rapeseed oil, which is canola oil, vegetable oil, all the oils. Um, the only good oils are co coconut oil, which has a high heat index. You can cook it at a higher heat, and um, olive oil, which you can cook at low heat. Okay. Those, are the, well, good. those are the two good oils. I have those two. <laughs> good. Yay. And you can use coconut oil on your skin. Oh, it's okay. wonderful for um, hydrating the skin. It's also great first thing in the morning to put in your mouth about a tablespoon and just swish it around there for about five to 10 minutes while you're making your morning coffee. And that is antimicrobial, antibacterial, and yeah. it helps to cleanse the mouth and keep it free from um, bacteria that would hurt like a, a root canal. Like I have a, a root canal on my front tooth and it's a little bit darker and that has taken away my pain and problems mm -hmm. and eased the inflammation there. So to get back to your question, what we want to do is get rid of inflammation what? because what inflammation does is it stresses the body and it causes reactive responses by our body and in the arteries pertaining to cardiac health, it it makes your arteries look like a dry cracked riverbed. So when so what happens is we have cholesterol, we have the bad cholesterol, the LDL, low density lipoprotein, and then there's a particle called the VLDL, the very low density lipoprotein. Those are actually the little bad guys. They're the little pebbles that are pinging around in your arteries and can cause further damage. But the LDL cholesterol comes over to those dry cracked riverbeds and says, I've got to patch up all these potholes here. I have to patch all this up. And it does its job. And then 
behind it comes HDL, the good cholesterol. And the good cholesterol says, guys, you left all your road work equipment all over the artery. And now I have to clean up all this cholesterol you left behind and all this other stuff. Let me scoop it up and I'll take it back to the liver. So what, what statins are doing is they are impeding that process that the liver is, is doing. They're, they're lowering the LDL cholesterol from going out. But the liver also makes cholesterol. They're, the number one organ in our body that needs cholesterol is? I do not the know. Brain. Oh, the brain. The okay. brain. Now, if we're giving the most prescribed drug in this country is statins. So we're giving a medication and we've lowered the baseline. So usually statins, they wanted you to be below 220 as your cholesterol level. Now it's below 200. So here's our money-making machine again. If you lower that bar, then you can prescribe more uh, more statins. Same with blood pressure meds. 120 over 80 used to be deemed normal. Now it's borderline hypertensive, and they can prescribe more anti-hypertensive uh, medications. So um, um, where was I here? <laughs> I was derailed from my train of thought. The okay. statins. So we, yeah, so, we, so the statins are so widely prescribed, and what is the number one disease on it? a very fast incline in our country? Is it the LDL, the liver disease or? No, but that's a good one. So we're giving statins, but our, we have this disease process that affects what organ that loves cholesterol? Your brain? Demen dementia. Oh yeah, the dementia. Dementia that's... and Alzheimer's is rampant. And, and it's my belief that it's hand in hand with all these statin prescriptions. So I'm, I am interested in this because I have friends that are older. And of course, my own mother um, has to take these. And I I can say I did take the Lipitor like a long time ago, but I didn't take it but for a month because it made my hips start hurting. So I'm like, I am not taking that. But now, you know, I am naturally healing, you know, through my diet, through my exercise, but for her to continue to take that, I mean, what can older people do, you know, then they're sick, their seventies or older, you know, instead of taking these statins, that's going to maybe lead them to dementia. What can they do? Right. Well, that is where the nutrition component comes in, but my program starts with healing your mind and your mindset and your frame of mind and getting your body into a parasympathetic nervous system response, which is your rest and digest. Most of us are moving through continual stress all day long. Our cortisol levels are very high, so our insulin levels are very high. And it makes us become um, insulin resistant. And that is the beginning of diabetes. And so getting your mindset, learning how to control stress, stress there's breathing exercises that can lower your blood pressure. So that the goal is, is to be able to calm your body so that your, your digestive system can, um, it's a seat of your immunity. So it can rest, it can heal, and you can process and absorb your food. Because a lot of people aren't absorbing their food. They think they're eating the right things. They're eating on the go. They're eating in their car. They're eating while they're listening to this and doing that. And that is stress, that you're not taking in what your body could be taking in. 
And I'm not pointing fingers, you know, I do this too, you know, we're all very busy, but we live yeah. in a stressed situation. So, and then the second thing is in our nutrition is getting rid of those inflammatory, anything inflammatory, which is sugar, alcohol, um, the white flowers, the, the white sugar, all those whites, anything fried, the seed oils, um, all of that makes a difference. So it's called, I call it habit stacking. So you can have negative habit stacking where you're doing, oh, I'm just going to do this. Oh, I'm just going to do this. Well, one of these, oh, I'm just going to do this snicker bar every day, 365 days. If you look at your snicker bars, that pile, that's like going to add up in a negative impact in your body. Whereas positive habit stacking, adding on, having a smoothie every morning with greens and juice, not juice, but um, and fruit and a healthy fatty nut that has omega-3s in it to keep inflammation down like walnuts, having that every day with spiraline and chlorella to help clear heavy metals out of your system, with a protein powder to add in a little boost, maybe some collagen for your skin. Having this kind of nutrition daily, switching up the ingredients because your body needs, you know, it's gonna extract a combination of those nutrients. You don't want the same thing every day. But over time, that's positive habit stacking. And in the end, you will have um, positive results. And the proof for my clients is in their lab work. They no longer look like a cardiac patient. They no longer look like a diabetic patient. And one client said, my refrigerator looks different than it used to. And he, he goes to look in. And yes, that's his wife. She sat there with him and you know attended the, the, mm -hmm. the uh, uh, program with him. And yeah, it, he, he said my refrigerator looks different, but he feels great. He didn't even try to lose weight and he lost 40 pounds. Oh, amazing. Yeah, without trying. It's just, oh, I'm going to eat. And what happens is you stop craving sugar. You stop craving the things you were craving before because you're getting, we're overfed and undernourished. So you might be eating more content, more, more quantity but you're actually having less nutrients. So you might have a piece of pie, but an hour later be starving because your body didn't get any nutrition. It was all processed. Mm. Yeah. So I know for myself, I, they were telling me I'm borderline type two diabetic. So I know with diet and exercise that I can bring it down. And I know I've, I've been doing it. I check it every day and I've been doing it. Um, but they said I had a fatty liver. And that my cholesterol was high. So I just didn't want to take the medication. So is proceeding on this natural organic path, as you suggested with the coconut olive oil, I mean, is that going to help me? I do have another appointment in September. I'll, I'll have to report to you what they say, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, the, the, the real story is in your blood work. So it's hard to say thoughts without actually looking at all your blood work, your hormone levels, your vitamin levels, your uh, inflammatory levels. Many of us have a low grade constant inflammatory situation because we have had lives of toxins on our bodies, in the air, in the water, in our food, pesticides, glyphosate. So now our bodies have this low level and we're, they're trying to, instead of our acting toward our immunity or processing our food and nutrients, it's concentrating our immune system is concentrating on keeping that inflammation down. So 
there's a big picture told by by your bloods and um there's more than just diet and exercise that's what they tell you at the doctor's office and that's why i created this program because that's where you're left to hang and it's like okay well i'll what about this diet what about this and and people don't have to struggle so much i mean you know there's so many holistic things and healing herbs that take cholesterol down that take um help take blood pressure down and um yeah, people struggle by themselves because they're told this and take these drugs and no plan to get you off them and make lifestyle changes. And you're, you're left on your own, basically. Yes, your program sounds amazing. So I know you deal with mindset. Obviously, you deal with diet. So what other uh, modules do you have in, as part of your program? I have a whole, um, so every week we have a, a lecture and then with that lecture comes an outline so you can follow along and make notes on it if you want to print it out. And then there are habit stacking tools each week. So there are uh, modalities that you can implement. So week after week, week one is big. Mm -hmm. Then it's little ones to add on. So by the end, you have built a new life dash style. You've built mm -hmm. your new lifestyle. So week one is um, an uh, onboarding and um, introduction and a little exercise. And um, there are guest speakers in there. So I have a gentleman who had a heart attack at his job and he ended up with traumatic brain injury. Mm -hmm. And he actually wrote a book, Been Dead But Never Been to Europe because he did have cardiac arrest. And uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he, his story is, is he's in week one. And then... Um, there's all kinds of tools, journaling, meditation, mindfulness, gratitude practice. Um, and then we move on to getting your baseline labs, getting everything set up and including some tests like coronary artery calcium score. So we really get a nice picture of what's going on all the way, all through your body, because we're not just the heart. Mm -hmm. We're healing everything because it all works together in synergy. And then we move on to... Um, the cardiac Bermuda Triangle, which is the highs of cardiac, which is hypertension, which is high blood pressure, hyperlipidemia, which is high cholesterol, and high blood sugar, which is diabetes. So when I worked in the hospital and the night nurse was giving me a report on my patients, I could almost recite, patient has a history of hypertension, hyperlipidemia. You know, I, I would be rocking along with them like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. So it, that was so common. And, um, you know, heart disease is 80% preventable at baseline. And then it's reversible once people have it. So it's, it's something that definitely um, can be worked on. It's just the how. Um, but after, after our baseline labs, um, we get into some nitty gritty and um, we, we, does milk do a body good? I have a whole chapter on does milk do a body good and a whole, a whole week long dedicated to that. And in a straw poll with cows, they all said move, <laughs> meaning no. So what, what that is, is, um, is dairy is very inflammatory. And people say, what's the number one thing I could do to like get my health back? Like the easiest, everybody wants it easy. They want to take a pill. They want the easy route. And it took a lot of things to get the body sick. And it's going to take time to help it heal. And that's why I gave nine weeks for this program, but you have access for 18 weeks. So it doesn't cut you off at nine weeks. You have 18 weeks to continue on and take your time. There are also homework assignments or, or um, extras. And those are things like movies. 
movies such as Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead or Supersize Me or Code Blue, which is a doctor who had MS and has reversed it. And it's about the body's natural innate capacity to heal itself when you get out of the way. Um, there's a, also a movie called What the Health, and that is about the politics behind our food system. So um, I want to I give people knowledge and education on all levels, and it's the knowledge and education that I didn't have time to give my patients in the hospital. So I, I wanted to build this out. As I learned for myself, I wanted to share what I've learned. And I love teaching. My mom was a teacher, so I absolutely love coaching. I have coaching in the program. So people get um, live group coaching, and that is your support group of other people going through what you're going through and celebrating your wins, helping you handle your challenges. And I give a presentation each time on a topic that's pertinent. Um, so then um, I also uh, have a chapter on meat. What's, what's your beef jerky? And um, that is about cholesterol, as we talked about, and how cholesterol is not the bad guy. Um, I might at that time have been leaning a little less strongly toward that, but I've completely changed my tune on meat. The, the thing is, is it has to be quality, not grass-fed, gra grass-fed, grass-finished, not grain-fed at the mm -hmm. end, because that's not their natural food. It's full of glyphosate. Their bodies are stressed. And anytime the body is stressed, you're taking on those hormones of that animal and anything they ate. So in small doses, um, that's great. Seafood is excellent for our omega-3s and dropping inflammation. And then we go into some alternative, alternative, but they've actually been around forever, healing modalities such as Ayurveda, which is the science that is the sister science to yoga. And that is um, originated in India thousands of years ago. And we get curcumin, turmeric from Indian, curry from Indian. Cur uh, Indian people have less cancer, and it is because they eat a lot of curry and curcumin. And um, so there are many um, adaptogens that are used Ayurvedically that are wonderful in healing our bodies. Um, and, uh, and then... I think I've, and then there are a lot of guest speakers at the end, such as mm -hmm. essential oils and vitamin, um, fruit, like vitamins that are made with concentrated powders of vegetables, because the truth is we're not getting all of our nutrients or enough from just eating vegetables. Our soils are depleted and they're just overtilled. Um, some of them have been poisoned with the pesticides and herbicides and glyphosate. So we have, you know, even support like that, which I was, wasn't in favor of, I'm in favor of that now, like whatever you can do that makes you feel good, that's a holistic way and means of supporting your body is excellent. So that was a long answer to a short question. <laughs> no, I appreciate you explaining it. That gives our listeners a lot more information about your program, because I could honestly just listen to you all day long. <laughs> Uh, talk about this is so uh, wonderful and interesting and you've actually made me think of looking at my food differently and what I intake into my body and how it's going to impact my body and James Clear would love your habit stacking you know his atomic habits <laughs> that's what he talks about is habit stacking so we want to stack the good habits eat the good food 
and really think about what we are putting into our body. I mean, after all, the Bible says we are the temple, right? At the Holy Spirit. So we want to make sure that we are feeding our body, you know, things that's going to support us and help us endure, make that final push, you know, and be there for our, our family, be there for other people, not just eat what we want all the time. So I do. Yeah, those taste um, buds, those taste buds get in there, they're we got to get those taste buds tamed. They're the problem. And that's what the food scientists go for is they go for those taste buds, taste buds. Mm -hmm. So you can't just eat one, you know? So we have to, we have to watch that, but uh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I love that. Let's see. So for the brain and dementia, we're going to decrease our statins that you're what you're talking about right i think you need to heal your body see as you were kind of just saying it's important what we put in our body it becomes us if it goes mm -hmm. into ourselves it yeah. becomes a part of us mm -hmm. and then if you think of the amount of work our body has to do to process that and package it if you will mm -hmm. to go to be excreted that's a miracle right there that is and it's one continuous pipe process. there's no closure mm -hmm. so it's and everything is done and it takes a tremendous amount of metabolic energy. And when you have things that are non-innate to the body, it makes it, it's what can cause cancer ultimately, because if things are stopped up in there, um, then it becomes inflamed. And then you have um, leakage into like leaky gut. And that's leakage of damaging particles into your bloodstream, which can lead to sepsis. Like, so... Mm we are diseases and we don't, we don't want that. So we want to keep our gut healed and our inflammation down and then put the good nutrients in to feed our temple. Yes. So for your program, do you have an audio version? I know there are a lot, you know, like all the baby boomers are retiring. A lot of them are not, you know, up with the programs on the computers. So do you have an audio version for them? It is, uh, when you go in, it is, um, you listen to an hour, hour and a half presentation each week, and then you can look at the movies, look at the homework, which is the habit stacking, but it's not audio because there are, there are checklists almost of things okay. that you need to take care of each okay. week or add on. So, but it's half and half, I would say. Okay. Now that's yeah. good enough. Yeah. So if, if our older generation has caregivers, they could you know, help them with it and oh yeah, do it with it. Yes, I have lots of people that sit side by side and watch the video and watch the movies and get that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I when when a couple buys my program, it's one purchase. It's not two. It's if they if one person had a heart problem and the wife wants to watch it and be a part of it, that's great. I'm not watching her and her activity, but if she wants to get healthy along with her husband, it's great because then they have support. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, that's kind of my, my gift of giving. And that's and, fabulous. Yeah. This is yeah. so fascinating. You are definitely on a mission to change people's lives and to get them more informed so that they can make the better decisions for their own health, maybe for their parents, anyone that they're caregiving for. So I want to ask you what actually occurs in the body during a heart attack? Okay. Good question. <laughs> so um, when the body is having a heart attack, 
what a heart attack is, is a lack of oxygen to the heart. So what happens is you have arteries and, oh, I wish I had my little artery friend. I have a little artery here. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, what happens is when we're born, we have these nice, clean pipes of arteries. And over time, it's kind of like a freeway. And you've got all these cars, which are your blood cells on the freeway. And then you have um, hypertension. So this is the freeway and it's getting smaller. Then you have inflammation. So it's getting smaller. So all those cars have less room. Then if you have diabetes, you've got sticky, it's like pancake syrup all over the highway. And those blood cells are trying, the cars are trying to move through this thin pipe now on the freeway with sticky cement, sticky tar to drive on. So that's what happens. And then when, our, when we have inflammation or diabetes, the insides of our arteries are all banged up and that's where the cholesterol comes in and starts to build up plaque. And other cholesterol, plaque, calcium, all these things can start depositing. Now, in an older person, these have built up, built up, built up over time. A heart attack in an older person usually isn't as bad as a heart attack in a younger person. A heart attack in the younger person, the plaque that has built up is newer plaque. And the newer plaque in both categories of people is the concern because it's fragile, it can break off, and then you start to bleed. And um, also in an older person, you have what's called collateral buildup of arteries, you have collateral arteries. So what happens is that the body can the body's amazing, and it can see, oh, this main artery is getting jacked up. This highway over here is getting jacked up. I'm going to make a side road. I'm going to make a detour. So that's going to help with the traffic flow. So our bodies build collateral vasculature. So what happens back to the heart attack is on our freeway, this, it's, let's pretend the plaque is a semi truck. And the semi truck flips over. And it just completely blocks off the road. And what happens is, our first responders, the ambulances and everything, are our platelets. They come in and say, oh my gosh, there's integrity broken. Let's, let's make a dam. Let's make a clot. So a clot on the freeway, on the way to the heart, which the blood carries oxygen, a clot on the way to the heart blocks the oxygen and the blood cells and the lack of oxygen is what causes the pain and causes the heart attack because the tissue now is no longer getting oxygen. So you can tell what area of the heart is getting, is having a heart attack by the EKG because the EKG shows you what area of the heart and what coronary artery is being involved. It's very fascinating. Very fascinating. It is very fascinating. And yeah. you gave a great, I could see it. You did a great picture of what that actually looks like when someone has a heart. So that is the physical damage. But what from an emotional, <clears throat> excuse me, what from an emotional standpoint actually happens to a person when they do have a heart attack and they go through that, they may get stents, they may have open heart surgery, but they go through that. What happens from an emotional standpoint? That is 
such an excellent question that no one addresses. And these patients were discharged and there's just no, no conscientiousness about their, their well-being, their mental status, and they're filled with fear. Some of them are afraid to go to sleep because it's happened in their sleep. They're uh, filled with anxiety of an anticipatory event of this happening again. They are um, worried because they may no longer be able to provide for their family. They're very upset because they've lost their autonomy. They've lost their, they need help. You need help getting out of a chair. They can't reach a jar. Um, it's, it's, they suffer from depression because their life as they know it is different. They went from living life and then boom, one day all of a sudden this happened to them and now their life is as a cardiac patient. So this is again why I start with mindset because a lot of people are filled with fear and have no confidence in their body, are anticipating another event. And when you're thinking something, we have what's called the reticular activating system in our brain. Your brain, first of all, your body's listening. So if you're worried, anxious, fear, depression, your body is responding to those thoughts. It doesn't know it didn't happen. So your body's shooting out again, cholesterol, insulin, this whole process starts again. It doesn't know that this really didn't happen. And then your reticular activating system is always on the search. Like it's always on the search looking for what you're thinking about. So if you're thinking about all this kind of bad, then your reticular activating system is going to do everything it can to prove you right. It's gonna find the things to make you fearful. It's gonna find the things. Whereas if you change your mentation to, I've got this and this is what I'm doing and I've got control of my situation. I have help and support now. I'm going to check in with myself every day. I'm going to make my journaling. I'm going to find gratitude for every day because I know that someone else woke up today and they don't have the chance I have and start looking at life from that way. And guess what? Your reticular activating system is going to find more things to be grateful for, more things to be happy about, more successes for you. And it just, it's your own internal booster, your own internal cheerleader. So yeah, that was an excellent question. So in my book, I do address that, that that they heart patients go through the stages of grieving, which is denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. But those those grieving stages, they're by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, um, those grieving stages are fluid, so you can go back and forth from them. But finally, acceptance is the final one where you are, are at comfort, at peace, and you can take what you have and work with it and go forward. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that a lot of people have warnings, they have the signs, they have the lab work, they have the perfect opportunity to pull the nose up on the plane, and they're continuing to just try their best on their own without doing all the things, and that's when they get a heart attack. And then even after first heart attack or cardiac event within five, and most people have normal cholesterol that have their first heart attack, normal cholesterol. Mm. Yeah. It's not that cholesterol is like insane. It's mm. their, their LDL is within a, a normal range. So within five years, they'll have their second heart attack. And that's what I mean about big business is people are having second heart attacks on some of my posts in, in, in Facebook, I see 
people talking about their stents and all oh, my stents collapsed. I have new stents in the stents and it doesn't have to be that way. It does not have to be that way. Our body's not, we're not deficient in medications and we don't need to have that, especially if this is preventable and reversible. But that's where the, that's where the uh, nobody's focusing. Right. No, I agree. Especially I've known that my own uncle had the stents put in and then he was just obsessed with his health. He, he really kind of stopped eating. He actually just passed away this last year um, in January. So he was sorry. like my second dad that mm. there is a need out there to help that emotional, you know, do that emotional support for people, not just with heart disease, but with any disease. I think they just, maybe they, like you said, they get into depression. They start feeling alone, like nobody's there, but they can reach out. And do you have a group on Facebook for your coaching members or your people that sign up for your acceleration program? I think they get enough of me in our coaching calls. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but the point, the point is, is, is to have that fellowship in our, in our meetings and then to connect locally with people or to know where everybody's from. So when you travel to those areas, you can meet them. Yeah. Mm. That is beautiful. So other ways of following up with them after the program ends, you said you give them another nine weeks uh, to finish the program if they didn't yes. finish. Yeah, the the they have 18 weeks access. So it is a nine week program, but life interferes. So they have 18 weeks to complete the coaching, though, there's no time limit. So I keep that going. That's my gift back too. is I want people to be able to drop in and people drop in and out. Sometimes I have nobody because it's summer. So people are away right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, I'll just stay on here a little longer. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, well, that's it's wonderful. Back. Yeah. You're, you have a great mission, a great heart for people's health and their heart. And I can feel it. And I can definitely, you explain it in a way that is uh, understandable and that people can grasp and that people can go take action on it sounds like your program is actionable immediately from the first day you've already got them into into exercise so it sounds like a wonderful program tell us how people can reach you and sign up for your program and find you i would love that i want new people to come in we need to, to save more lives right yes um so my website is www.heart to soul it's all spelled out no numbers heart2soulcw, which stands for cardiac wellness.com. And then my Instagram is heart2soulcw, all spelled out. And my other Instagram, which is strictly professional, is heart health accelerator. Wonderful. And please, anybody feel free, anybody listening, feel free to DM me or to reach out to me through my website. There's a way to connect with me on there. I have my email on there. And um, yeah, I would love to be able to help. And, you know, I don't want people to wait till it's too late because um, one of my clients had to have two valves replaced and she was feeling as good as you and I. She had uh, radiation many years prior for a lymphatic cancer. And back then they did not, they were not able to target radiation pinpoint it and so her valves inadvertently were radiated mm -hmm. so over time many years later her valves started to fail and she 
she had some problems and then uh, her doctor said, you have to have the surgery while your heart is healthy enough to receive the valves. If you wait till you really get sick, your heart won't be able to accept it. So imagine hearing that and having to go in, knowing you have to go in for surgery. What do you do? And I'm so glad she found me and she's one of the, uh, one of the muses for my program. Well, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. So you can find Mary Uter at hearttosoulcw.com. It's our website and also on Instagram, hearttosoulcw. And I just look forward to hearing more and more success stories from people who are really grasping what you are teaching and your program, your heart accelerator program. I think that is wonderful that people can join that and then they can live longer lives, healthier lives, just by what they eat, by what they do, just making better decisions and choices for themselves. So I love that, Mary. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pam. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Loved it. You have a great day. Thanks so you much. You too. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the 360 Network for Women and Real Heart Talk podcast. We're so happy you could join and hope you stay tuned for the next episode.